And I'm sure that every one, of in, every one of you in this room probably has a different idea of what meditation would be. But what do you think meditation is? What do you think meditation is? Wait, 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 I'm sorry, what? I'm here to teach the meditation. No, you don't understand. I'm teaching the meditation. No, no, I'm teaching the meditation. All right. So, watch careful. Are you sure you're in the right I building? There's a gym just down the street. No, no, I'm definitely in the right building. All right, so what you're going to do is you're going to sit down with your legs crossed. Right? I'm not following. Now, No, I think... I th- no pun intended. No, no, I, I'm sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a, this is a biblical meditation. You're talking about godly meditation? See, I think you're, you're confused. This, this godly meditation? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, well, you know... Well, actually, if you have a seat, you may learn something. You want to have a seat? Have a seat. You may learn something. <laughs> many of us have a concept that meditation is this thing where many of us have this concept where, where we find this quiet place and we, we relieve our mind and we begin to meditate. In fact, that is what most of the world thinks when they think of meditation. That's a form of meditation that is not what God teaches us, in fact. Go back to Joshua 1.8. We're going to read it again. Because in this scripture, God tells us exactly what we should be meditating on and how we should be meditating. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. In this one scripture alone, God tells us what we should be meditating on. Do you know what it is? It's the very first verse. It's the very first sentence in the verse. What should we be meditating on? The book of the law. Well, Alex, help me out. What is the book of the law? The Bible. God tells us exactly what we should be meditating on. His word. It's important that you understand God has given the decree. He's explained to us what meditation is. So the first part is we need to be meditating on his word. So what does that mean? He's also given us the how. Read. What else did he say? How should we be meditating? What else did he say in that sentence? Where is the book of the law not to depart? From your mouth. God has given us the second part of meditation. So let me ask you real quickly. What should we be meditating on? Say say the Bible. Say God. Everyone say God's word. What should we be meditating on? And how do we meditate on God's word? With your mouth. Just say, with your mouth. This is the simple part. So what are we meditating on? How do we meditate? With our mouth. We're going to start to break that down. But it's important to understand that the world has a system of meditation, and they have a purpose for that. And God has his designed purpose for meditation. Most of the world thinks that meditation is a place where you come and you free your mind, and you get your mind clear, because people are searching for peace, man. They're looking for peace. They're looking for joy because we live in a crazy life and people are looking for peace. But can I just tell you the secret to peace is not freeing your mind. The Bible says in Isaiah 26.3 that the key to finding peace is to keep your mind on Him. Isaiah 26.3, God says, I will keep those in perfect peace who keep their minds stayed on me. 
You see, the focus of worldly meditation, the way that others meditate in the world where they free their mind and get that sense of peace and clarity so that they can function, their focus is nothing. To free your mind of distraction, to free your mind of everything. But God's intended purpose is that we meditate on Him. I will keep in perfect peace whoever keeps their minds stayed on me. Because when you meditate on nothing, you're not becoming anything. But when you choose to meditate on the Word of God, you are becoming like God, and His nature is going to take form inside of your heart. And that's the difference between worldly meditation and godly meditation. Both have a focus. The world is focusing on nothing, freeing your mind of distractions. And we're going to talk about that because we need to be free from distractions. But God's focus in meditation is to get your focus on Him so that His nature can be developed on the inside of you. That word meditate right there in the book of Joshua actually is a, is a Hebrew word that breaks down to something I'm going to explain to you in a moment. But what do you think that word meditate means? If you were to give a guess, what would you say that word meditate means? Let me see, your best guess. Throw your hand up and give me your best guess. Okay, Donovan? Peace of mind. So you're going right back to peace of mind, okay? What do you think that word meditate means? Michael? Focused study. You're getting close to what that word means. What are some others? What do you think that means? Come on, give me your best guess. I'm not going to say anything stupid. If you do, we'll just point and laugh. No, come on, your best guess. Your best guess. I'm gonna, okay, go ahead. So to call upon the Lord, maybe meditation. What else? So give me more guesses. This is, this is good. Do you want me to tell you what it means? That word meditation in the Hebrew means to actively recite. Say actively recite. Or to re-speak. Which is not a real word. You're going to say re-speak. To re-speak the word of God. To actively recite or to re-speak the word of God. You see, it is not a focus on nothing. Free your mind of everything. In fact, it's to re-speak or to actively recite the word of God in your life. Do you know that's where most people miss it? Even Christians sometimes. We have to get to this place. We, we want to get ourselves to a place of peace. And we've, we fail to realize what Isaiah 26.3 says. Isaiah 26.3 says that he brings that peace when we keep our minds on him. You don't need to try to free your mind. You need to try to keep your mind on him. And that's called renewing your mind. And the way that you renew your mind is to actively recite the word of God. That's why that goes hand in hand with memorization. Because if you're not reading through the word, if you're not writing down God's word, if you're not reciting God's word, you're never going to get to the place where you can recite it from memory. And that's meditation, when you continue to recite it from, mem mem uh, from memory. Respeaking, respeaking, or actively reciting God's word. Can you open up your Bibles, please, to 2 Corinthians? Go all the way to the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. I want you to say, I got it when you get there. Say this. Say, to meditate, meditate. means to actively recite or re-speak God's word. Now, let me tell you why you're doing that. 
Because we meditate on the Word of God day and night, the Bible says, so that we may observe to do that what's written within there. We meditate on the Word of God so that the God nature becomes our nature. Do you understand how important that is? God's nature becomes our nature. When we meditate on His Word, we become more like Him, which is what we talked about last week. So 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 through 5. Who has that and would like to read it nice and loud for me? Who's got it and would like to read it nice and loud? Just shout it out. Okay, anyone at all? Okay, we'll go to Zach. Zach, you got it. Read it. Read four and five. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Read that one more time for me. Is that the message translation? I know, that's really good. Some of yours may read like this, For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Can somebody tell me what a stronghold is? Some of you who know war movies may know what a stronghold Go ahead, Brene. Okay, so like it's like a barricade, like a barrier, which means what? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're good. So a barrier or a barricade protects things from coming in, Right? Can you all understand that? Yeah? Here's the thing. There are some strongholds that are built up in our mind. Zach's Bible says by human reasoning. Oh, that's so important. Don't miss that. We live in a world, in our, in our culture and in our society, we learn a lot by human reasoning. And we function a lot here in our culture today. Not many of us are listening to the God who is speaking here. And so there are strongholds, which means some things can't penetrate your mind. Have, any, have, have any of you ever had the problem where you feel like, there's just one thing you always mess up on. You always get stuck doing the same sin. You're always messing up on the same things. Anyone ever, like that? Like that? It may be because there's a stronghold built up, and you have to use the Word of God to tear down that stronghold. Here's the thing. When you meditate on the Word of God, His nature becomes your nature. And as His nature becomes your nature, the strongholds in your mind from human reasoning begin to be torn down and broken down. That is how addiction is broken in our lives, by meditating on the Word of God. See, the world says, man, you can break addiction in your life by freeing your mind of distractions. But God says you can break addiction in your life by using my word from your mouth to tear down the strongholds because you can't go inside your mind and start pulling pieces of your mind out because then you're going to walk around all stupid you're not going to have pieces of your mind together you're going to be like what's going on I don't even know where I am but you can do it through your spirit that's what God says the weapons that we use in this life, they're not, they're not weapons of the flesh and blood. We don't have to fight. We don't have to use guns. We don't have to use knives. We don't have to use surgical tools to go inside of our brain. But they are mighty in God to tear down the strongholds in our minds. You know what I'm talking about. If there's something you keep getting stuck on, you keep getting stuck on, if you keep getting addicted to, it's broken through meditation on the Word of God, not by freeing your mind, because God keeps in perfect peace those who keeps their mind stayed on Him. So we are meditating on the Word of God day and night. That's why it's so important not just to read this Word, not just to memorize the Word, but to meditate on it. 
So now how do we meditate on God's Word? Well, that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. How many of you have begun to write down some scriptures and memorize them? How many of you have done that? You need to do that. You need to start writing down the scriptures on your index cards. You need to start printing out scriptures on 8 by 11 papers and putting them up on your wall. If you have your own mirror, you need post-it notes all over your mirror reminding you of what the Word of God says. God says you shall meditate on the Word day and night so that you are careful to do what He has commanded us. So let me ask you again. What should you be meditating on? God's Word. And how do you meditate? With your mouth with your mouth. And when you keep your mind stayed on God, what happens? He brings you peace. Very good. Okay, let me give you some examples here. It is Mother's Day after all. None of you are going to have this problem. But on any given day, you may find yourself in an argument with mom and dad, right? You may find, you may find that the anger on the inside of you is burning up and you are ready to start tearing heads off. You are mad, you are angry, and you're ready to throw down. The gloves have come off. Maybe it's with mom and dad, maybe it's with a sibling. You took the gloves off, you are ready to fight. And all of a sudden you remember that Sunday morning when you were in church. And Mr. Kurt was talking about two scriptures. Ephesians 6.1, which we all know, says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your, honor your father and mother, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So maybe you're tempted... Maybe you're tempted to throw off the gloves and argue with mom and dad, or you're ready to punch your sibling in the face, but you remember that word of God. You see, this is where it's so important. How many of you have Ephesians 6.1 memorized? If we don't have Ephesians 6.1 memorized, how can it begin to come out of our mouths? How can we meditate on it? You see, in that heat of the moment when you're ready to hit that sibling, or in that heat of the moment when you're ready to yell and lash out at mom and dad, what needs to come out of our mouth is children obey your parents in the Lord for it's right. Honor your father and mother. God, I may feel like yelling at my mom and dad right now, but I'm going to honor them because you say to honor them. Honor your father and mother. Obey your parents. Obey your parents. And I may just walk away and say that. Obey your parents. Honor your father and mother. God, you know my heart. Maybe not everything they said was right, but I will honor my father and mother. You see that right there? That is meditation. Because I'm taking the word of God that's in my heart, and I'm letting it come out of my mouth, and I'm renewing my mind, breaking down those strongholds that would normally, that would normally want to yell and lash out at mom and dad. How many of you know Psalm 1? How many of you know Psalm 1? Did Alex, you know what's Psalm 1? Okay, what do you know? What part? No, it's okay. It's okay. You're, I, I know you're probably trying to get to. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, right? Or stand in the way of sinners or sit at the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Do you know that is the best scripture to help you? If you have friends who are trying to entice you, friends that you know you shouldn't be hanging out with, people you know you shouldn't be rolling with, they're of the wrong crowd, you know they're doing bad things, you know they're getting into trouble, and yet you have the desire to want to hang out with them. Because if you don't hang out with them, they make fun of you. And the truth is, when you're walking down the hallway and they entice you to come with them, you have an option. Either you choose to hang out with them, or as you're walking away, you're meditating. I'm blessed. 
I'm blessed because I'm not hanging with the ungodly. I'm not standing in the way of sinners. My delight is in the law of the Lord, and I choose to meditate on his word day and night. I'm like the tree planted by the rivers of living water, and I, my, my, my leaves bring forth fruit, and everything I touch prospers and succeeds. You see, you have a choice, but if Psalm 1 isn't in your heart, it's not going to come out. And if it doesn't come out, you're going to easily be enticed by those friends. You're going to want to hang out with them, even though you know you want to do what's right. It's so important to get the Word of God off the pages of the Bible and into your heart so it comes out of your mouth, so you renew your mind. That's what we have to do. It's easy to be enticed by those friends on a Monday and on a Wednesday when you're not at church and you don't feel all holy. But if the Word of God is in you, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit at the seat of the scornful man. But blessed is he who makes his delight in the law of the Lord. God, I know I may want to hang out with those kids, but that's a bad crowd. They're not doing what's right. I'm going to make your word my delight. And because of that, everything I touch will be prosperous and successful. How many of you would like everything that you touch, everything that you put your hand to, to prosper? Wouldn't that be cool? You all read that story in like the fifth and sixth grade about that guy that everything he touches turns to gold? King Midas. King Midas. Whatever. Everything he touches turns to gold. That's a biblical principle. Everything you touch can prosper and succeed if you make this word your delight. So we're talking about meditation, how you meditate on the word of God. Oh, this is a really good one. This is where Mr. Kurt had to stop for a long time. Maybe that anger is building up on the inside of you. Maybe you're a fighter. Maybe you had a tough life and you grew up and you were a fighter. Man, all, every time somebody looks at you the wrong way, you just want to throw down. You, you, you roll your sleeves up, you, you know, you do, you're ready to go all the time. Man, I went, to some school, I went to school with some kids who were fighters. They just wanted to fight all the time. Somebody looked at them the wrong way, they wanted to fight you. Somebody walked the wrong way, they wanted to fight you. It's like they were waiting to fight. And I'm like, God, what is wrong with these people? They always want to fight. So you end up walking through school like this. You know what I'm talking about, right? And then one day you feel all like, you know what, I'm not doing it anymore. Walk like this. And you accidentally look at them and they want to fight you. It's like, what is wrong? But maybe, maybe you are that person and anger is built up on the inside of you. And you know, you know that the word of God says be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because the anger of man doesn't bring about God's righteousness. But you feel like you want to fight. Here's where meditation comes in. I will be quick to listen. Kurt, you will be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because my anger doesn't bring about the righteousness that God desires in my life. God, let your nature develop in me. I'm going to meditate on your word day and night. You see what I'm doing? This is meditation. In the heat of the moment, meditation is a quiet murmuring that comes out of your mouth. When temptation is putting its, its grips on you and you feel like something is about to overcome you, meditation kicks in. I will meditate on the word of God day and night. I'm going to do what you've told me to do, God, because I know that my way will be prosperous and I will have good success. Get the word of God, write it down, and recite it. Meditation is constantly reciting the word of God so that the nature of God is developed in here and the strongholds are broken in here. In this life, you have two options. You either become like the world or you become like God who created the world. The world is not currently functioning the way that God wants it to function. So if you become like the world, you are not going to honor God. But your second option is to become like God who created all things. And if you become like him and let his nature develop in here, then you will honor him with your life. 
You have the choice. You always have the choice. You can show up to church. You can pretend to read your word. You can act like you're praying. But at the end of the day, if you're not applying the word of God to your life and you're just doing church because your parents want you to, you will never change. You will always be the same. You'll just be like the world. But if you make a decision as a man or a woman of God and you stand up and say, God, your word will become real in my heart. I'm going to write your word on my heart so that I stop sinning against you. If you take a bold stand like that as a Christian, your life will never be the same. The God nature will begin to develop inside of your heart and because his nature's in your heart as you speak his word the strongholds will be broken in your mind and the things that keep tripping you up that you keep getting stuck on will start to be broken in your life sin has no power over you if you choose to walk in the truth of god's word period you have the choice and you have the power it's always up to you god is a gentleman he will never force himself on you but if today If you've heard the word of God, the Bible says today is your day of salvation. If your heart has leaped because of the word of God today, then you need to surrender your heart today, right now, at this very moment. Say, Lord, I'm no longer going to live for me. I'm going to live for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word has gone forth, and because of that, you will draw all unto you. Lord, you draw every single one of these young men and women unto you. Lord, I know. I know that all of us in this room have struggles. All of us face temptations. Maybe some of us in this room right now, we're struggling in a relationship. Maybe it's a relationship with a family member. Maybe we're struggling in a relationship with a, with a person of the opposite sex or of the same sex, trying to keep that relationship pure, and we can't find a way to keep that relationship pure. Well, Father, I pray right now by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would come and you would bring conviction to every heart here, mine included, that we would know what you have for us, that we would know what you want from us, and that we would surrender our hearts and honor you. In Jesus' name. Before we wrap up today, I want to give you an opportunity to come into a real relationship.